I was told her name was Gina, and she wanted to talk to a priest. She had been admitted to the hospital after attempting to take her life. When I entered her room in our emergency department in San Francisco, where she was waiting to be admitted to the hospital, she looked physically exhausted and helpless. As we talked, I could see that she was angry and emotionally exhausted. And over the next hour, we shared her story, and she communicated her disappointment and her hardships in life. As a hospital chaplain, helping people talk about life's disappointments and hardships has always been a sacred experience. I know from my own life experience that sometimes our, our life can really feel like a series of regrets and setbacks. I think we've all confronted challenges and hardship in our, in our life and in our relationships, which can at times feel overwhelming and just tax our coping me mechanisms and leave us feeling very much alone and abandoned. In response to such disappointments, many have declared themselves to be spiritual and no longer religious. For them, there is no value in attending organized church, reading scripture, or participating in a Sunday worship service. For many, life's disappointments and hardships simply become overwhelming. Attendance at church in all denominations have never been as low as they are today. So I think it's natural to become cynical, angry, maybe even a little bitter about life. I'm sure many of us here this morning have felt the sting of being abandoned by those whom we have loved and trusted or turned away by a friend we assumed would open the door when we had no place to go or were treated unjustly during a time of great need and weakness. It's at this place where we find Paul in a dark prison, alone, contemplating the end of his life. This is a question I think we all confront as we get older and realize that our time on earth will end. It was the source of most of my late night conversations as a hospital chaplain in San Francisco. Have I made a difference? Has my life had any purpose? Am I loved by the people in my life? Despite all the injustice that Paul had experienced in his ministry and feeling abandoned by those he had helped during his travels, he was able to look back without regret 
not in our lectionary reading, is the conversation with his trusted friend Timothy to continue proclaiming the gospel and to persist, whether the time is favorable or unfavorable, to convince, rebuke, and encourage with utmost patience in teaching and proclaiming the good news of Jesus. I think given his circumstances, it may have been very reasonable for him to tell his friend not to walk the same path that he had done, which culminated in, culminated in him sitting in a, in a jail cell. So much of our reading on Sunday morning emphasizes the importance of discipleship and following the teachings of Christ and loving God and one another as best we can. But in reading this very intimate letter, we are reminded that doing so is often very much an exercise of sacrificial suffering, endurance, and the expression of tenacity. Paul's words describe his life ministry and have always resonated with me. I have fought the good fight. I've finished the race. I've kept the faith. We often hear this phrase repeated at, at the time of a memorial, the death of a friend or a loved one. And while they do provide comfort during times of sorrow and loss, I've always felt they encapsulate a theological approach to dealing with life struggles and practicing our faith as followers of Christ. Living in our interconnected post-pandemic world today is not easy. Just eight days ago, President Biden said we are, we're closer to nuclear Armageddon than at any other time since the 1962 Cuban Missile Crisis. Such news makes engaging joyfully in the greater world so very challenging. But as disciples of Christ, we are very simply called to fight the good fight, to do our best to finish the race. Sometimes we fight the good fight alone in the jobs we do, in the career choices we make, or just getting out of bed in the morning and doing our very best to keep on keeping on. Other times, fighting the good fight was really well exemplified last week in, in the sermon that was given that describes the joy in helping those who are less fortunate, who have a need. In spite of the huge job and those who are suffering in the greater world, Paul's letter to Timothy calls out our attention to the reality that living in this complex world often produces pain, suffering, and injustice. Especially here in LA, it seems to be around us all the time. Paul certainly understood this as he contemplated his own death. Yet, in the depth of his sorrow, 
he was always conscious of God's presence in his life and of and of God's love and comfort to him. And asserting that he has finished the race, I think Paul articulates that our life journey is very much like a pilgrimage with the ultimate destination bringing us closer to our God. Our psalmist this morning suggests that such a pilgrimage can lead us to a place of divine presence and renewal but only if we're willing to leave our place of comfort. It says, those who go through the desolate valleys will find a place of springs for the early rain has covered it with pools of water. Walking through these desolate valleys during life can be terrifying and disorienting. But even amid total and utter desertion by those who loved him and who loved us. The power of God is always present with us and in us. With the advent of social media today, our world often appears to be populated primarily by joyful people posting images of themselves, happily enjoying the fruits of their life, eating gourmet meals, surrounded by loving family members and friends. In our feel-good culture, it can sometimes be challenging to acknowledge and confront life's disappointment, sorrow, and human suffering. Like the Pharisees in Luke's Gospel this morning, thanking God for not being like the other people, our desire to be seen as righteous and living the good life can often be illusionary. As followers of Christ, we are each called to run our own race at our own pace as best we can with the absolute knowledge the absolute promise that we never run or walk alone. During the darkest periods of our life, God is walking or running alongside of us if we're willing to see and experience the many ways in which God reveals God's self to us. This is the ultimate gift of faith, which I believe surpasses all understanding.